Welcome to Side Talks, where we're sitting in a pile of pollen. <laughs> it's another episode of Do We Have COVID or Is It Just Seasonal Allergies? The winter feels terrible. <laughs> uh, I'm Rachel Morgan, and uh, this is going to be an interesting one because, yeah, my entire head's about to explode. Uh, my name's Corey Kraft, and my entire head is also about to explode because there are nine tons of pollen in the <laughs> air everywhere you go. Um, but that's not what we're t- we talk about on this podcast usually. What do we talk about here? The movies. Let's talk about some movies. Get ready for a five minute fight. Five minute round one fight. Five minute fight. That's what it's time for. Do we even need five minutes for this fight? You know, I might. Okay. I might. I All might, right. Corey. I might. Um, we are fighting about something most unusual. This it's time it's around. very atypical we're not fighting about an entire film we're we're fighting about a specific sequence in a film um (laughs) the shittiest sequence in the film okay the sequence that should be mark in mark out deleted (laughs) uh okay so i think we both like willy wonka and the chocolate factory um spoiler alert it's going to show up on my top 200 list at some point um, I, it's, it's one of those movies that I grew up with and loved. And the sequence in question that we're fighting about is one of the more controversial sequences in the movie, <laughs> the cheer up Charlie sequence that Bummer. happens yeah, about 30, 45 minutes into the movie or whatever, pre chocolate factory, pre Gene Wilder, Charlie Bucket is sad that his dreams aren't going to come true because of the vagaries of capitalism mm. and his mom while she stirs a big old vat of laundry, sings a song saying, cheer up, Charlie. Uh, and it's sweet and nice, but but you uh, think that this sequence should be deleted. Explain yourself. It's not sweet and nice. It's a total bummer. And this is that moment where I'm like, this should be cut for time. It is It is miserable. I hate being – I mean, this is a thing, too, where, like, I would be like, let's watch, you know, Charlie and Charlie, blah, blah, blah. and everybody would be like, okay, but can we fast-forward through Cheer Up Charlie? Nobody wants to see the scene. It's such a damn bummer. The, the grandparents are in the bed all laid up, and I don't care historically if this is something that people actually did or not. It's grody <laughs> to the max. I can't stand it. They're all and, – and then it also sort of just bothers me because – Grandpa can all of a sudden like, oh, I can go to the chocolate factory. So all of a sudden I can walk. I mean, it's just disgusting. And the stirring the <laughs> – is it soup or clothes? No, it's or laundry. Yeah, la- she's, she's, she's at the – she's at her job where Vomitous. she stirs the laundry and she sings a, a plaintive tune while Charlie walks home with his, you know um, – you know, just staring at his feet the whole time. So, and it's it's dark, like darkly lit. Hmm. And it's, you know, I, I get it. It's totally kind of weird in a pretty fun movie up to that point and a yeah. pretty fun movie after that point. It's the equivalent of a giant speed bump in the road where for too long afterwards it takes me to be like, ugh, I'm really glad we're out of that. But also like what damage was done? It's only a couple minutes long, <laughs> and it's about it's how Charlie needs to cheer up, which he will do uh, scenes later when he discovers the uh, golden ticket that takes him to Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Look, this is the worst song in the film. Well, this is the worst scene in the film. It's drab and dark and not in a good way. This film is actually a dark film. Yeah. And there's a lot of really dark shit in it. Yeah. I mean, including kids being sort of... Turned into blueberries. Annihilated. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I like this movie so much. Same, but this scene is a different kind of dark. This Mm -hmm. is like, this doesn't, I don't think it fits. I don't think it matches the same darkness uh, of of the rest of the film that's also sort of dark fun. It's just grody, and I don't like to sit in it. 
And so I just think this is a scene that this film would be better without. And it's so many boxes. No, I don't know. I mean, it is it is the moment in the film where, like, the the weight of the Bucket family's poverty is most oh, acutely man. felt. <laughs> um, and I we know already that's a, know. That's we already a, know they're poor. Sure. Well, they're, sure. She's struggling to buy chocolate bar. Like, we don't need to be hit over the head with the with the fact that they're poor. Mm, but. I, I think we do because the, this is kind of like the lowest point for these characters and they reach their height, of course, when he gets the golden ticket and eventually, spoiler alert, wins the chocolate factory. So I just want to ask you. OK. Do you really like the scene? Or are you just being contrary? I do like the scene. I, I, I do kind of agree that it's the worst song in the movie. Um, yep. Because the other songs are really good. But I do like this scene. Uh, this scene historically has been the sticking point for a lot of people. And I've always kind of stood up for it. Um, not because I'm just like, ooh, boy, you know, every time I turn on this movie, I can't wait for Cheer Up Charlie. But because I've never really had a problem with it. It's a sweet little song. It is kind of weirdly dark. Um, like again, literally like lighting wise yeah. dark. Um, but, but I've never really, it's, it's never been the speed bump that, that you describe it as for me. Well, I, th- I think the other issue here is that it's not as if the beginning of the film doesn't drag a little bit. Mm-hmm. So the whole sort of first act of this film to me is a little too, like, it's a little underestimating its audience. Even if your audience are children, like I didn't need this as a kid. I got it. It was clear to me. As a matter of fact, I think it brought with it more questions mm-hmm. as a child. Like, why is she stirring laundry? <laughs> why are there so many people in bed? Like, okay. So anyway, um, Sam is not with us today. He is uh, He's out buying a car, I think. So good for cool. Sam. <laughs> good for Sam. Congratulations, Sam. Can't, We're so happy, excited. Can't weigh in on this. But Brad is going to let everybody know that I won. So um, we'll let Brad, you know, sum that up for everyone. Okay, let's see here. This is a tough one because I love this movie. Going into recording this Sam replacement bit, it's almost a draw. And there's part of me that just really wants to say that Rachel wins. Maybe she will. But here's the deal. Is it the best scene in the movie? Nope. Is it one that I think of often when I think back on this movie? Nope, it's not. However, whether you think it's effective or not, I think it has to be there. And granted, I didn't re-watch this movie before recording this. I've seen it a bunch, and maybe I'm missing something. But I do feel like it's the moment where the movie's kind of saying, where the mom is kind of saying, Hey, bud, forget all this bullshit. Be yourself, and everything will be okay. Which, well, maybe not be yourself, but... Um, you're great the way you are. You know, that thing that parents tell their kids. You're perfect. So cheer up. I don't think it's a bad sentiment. To be honest with you, uh, going back and watching this one scene, I wish I should have looked up the actress's name, but she's got a great voice. It's a decent song. It fits the part. It's really short. The thing is, the parts that I agree with Rachel on are unfortunately aren't part of this scene, which is what we're talking about. Do I think that the grandparents shacked up in a bed for decades in just pajamas is weird and gross? Yeah. So here's the deal. I'm still going to give Rachel 
5,000 points for using the phrase grody to the max. But I'm going to have to give Corey 1 million points for just not being a hater. Because while it's not the most riveting scene in all of cinema, it's not bad. It's fine. Rachel, maybe you had some sort of bad experience with uh, washing clothes with an old canoe oar in a wooden bucket. That'd be understandable. So the winner is, by a chin hair, Corey motherfucking craft. Thanks for having me. And Rachel, love you. Mean it. Bye-bye. It's that time, that gambling moment. Uh-oh. That moment where I'm shuffling pieces of paper. You see them spinning around oh, in front of you. Oh, no whammies, no whammies. I'm going to pick a city. I'm going to pull it. I'm going to read it to you, and you're going to tell me the first film that comes to mind. All right. Ready? Yep, and There's I'm also ready. some, yeah, there's a whammy in here. Oh, believe, boy. believe. Oh, okay. Boy. All right. Um, and do you want to you have a uh, Dealer's in? choice. Okay. Dealer's choice. I'm going right here. Okay. okay. All right. Miami. All right. Uh, well, obviously, the first thing that comes to mind is the Will Smith song, but that's not what you were asking. <laughs> oh, believe um, me when I tell you it wasn't what I was asking. Uh, uh, the Obviously, there, there are a couple uh, big movies that come to mind uh, with and without Will Smith. Uh, the Bad Boys movies take place in Miami. Uh. Um, but most recently, um, one of the best movies, I think, of the past decade set in Miami, Moonlight. Barry Jenkins' oh, Moonlight, nice, um, which is a movie that I love a lot, and um, uh, yeah, I mean it. It's not the tourist sort of version yeah. of Miami. It's not the music video version of Miami, um, but but Barry Jenkins sort of digs into uh, the the more um, off the beaten past path uh, lived in version of Miami. Yeah, and still has those sort of South Florida vibes. Oh yeah, good good choice. Yeah. And now, fast film terms. What is this? Is this the DC superhero, The Flash, in <laughs> the studio all of a sudden? It's the podcast version of it, which means it's time for fast film terms. Fast film terms. <laughs> what are our fast film terms? Uh, I got today? a couple today. I'm okay. going to hit you with one that I think you're going to know. Uh huh. And it is uh, something we know. And so I was like, I feel like everybody knows this, but maybe they don't. So we thought I thought I'd throw it in here. It's screener. Yeah, screener is um, a link or disc that sometimes we are sent for various reasons to take a look at a film. Uh, film festival programmers are sent screener links sometimes to. Uh, look at um, films for festival consideration and things of that nature. Um, awards voting bodies get yeah. them for awards consideration. So, um, you know, the film is sent to you so you don't have to travel for it for your convenience. Um, yeah, screeners are great. Send me more of them, please. <laughs> and they usually, they often have a watermark on them so that they can be traced and so that if anybody it lands on the dark web, let's just say, uh, my name might scroll across it or Sidewalk Film Festival might scroll across it. That detours us from doing anything bad, even though I don't know that we need that. I've gotten screeners where the name Corey Craft is just uh-huh. um, enormous yep. in the frame uh, and it's there constantly and it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. So um, I get it, but... Not an ideal circumstance in which to watch a movie, turns out. Yeah, I don't love looking at my own name on somebody's <laughs> face. Um, okay, got one more for you. Okay. Which is Catchlight. You know what Catchlight is? Catchlight, well, it sounds like some sort of light, but other than <laughs> that, I do not know. You got it. It is, a you know, in, in the world of lighting, a light source that results in a specular reflection, so like a reflection in the eyes okay. of the subject. Oh. Um, it's also known as an obli. Okay. 
um, after an actress uh-huh. uh, who I think you're familiar with, silent film actress, I believe is what you said. Yeah, Merle, Merle, uh, or Merle Oberon, yes, I think you said. Yes, Merle Oberon, uh-huh. so an Obli. Wow. Um, and that's because um, apparently when they were lighting her, they tried to light her eyes to do this this catch light, to have uh-huh. a little glimmer, uh, to take attention away from scars on her face that she had from an automobile accident. Oh, wow. So Wild. so the, the point of this light is to give like the the eyes a bit of a glow yeah sparkle them up okay all right so, that makes yeah, sense catch light or an obli sparkle them up all right those are fast film terms thanks for listening to side talks we are your own personal phoebe bridgers and david crosby little <laughs> bitch <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. Uh, I but I don't. I don't think I'm a Crosby type. I mean, I, you know, of but, course I'm gonna take Phoebe and yeah. call you just for the opportunity to call you little bitch. Okay, fair enough. Well, thanks to Batwell Studios. Thanks to you for listening. And uh, check us out on social media at Sidewalk Film on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Sidewalkfest.com is where you can see cinema showtimes and all the stuff that Sidewalk is up to. And I mean, you do have the beard. I think it's fair. Uh, yeah, I guess I'm I'm fair. more of a Crosby than a Bridgers, I, yeah. obviously, but... Our house is a very, very fine house with two cats. You like that part, the cat part. I do like the cat part. Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.